And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Myth Bits. Hey everybody, and welcome to the World of Mythbits episode, oh, I have no idea, typical, right? Episode 85, okay, episode 85, and we are coming to you again from southern Ontario in my temporary boudoir, um, still at my sister's, so there's that. It's been a fun week. Anyway, I have a little bit of housekeeping before I forget, because I almost forgot, because that happens. Alright, so, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Amber M. Simpson and her, I do believe it was a short story. God, I am very unprepared this week, aren't I? Wow. You all are used to it, though. So, this is a good thing. You have to bear with me, because it's been a it's been a busy week. I've had a good week. I've had a physically challenging week, which makes it a good week because I've been working hard, helping my sister, which I love to do. Okay, wait a minute. Oh, she was featured article too. That's what was confusing. Okay, Amber M. Simpson's story, now that I know what it is, her story marked made it to feature article this month, and it is also one member of the month honors. So, well done, Amber. Amber is a newcomer to the World of Myth family, and congratulations. You can read her story at www.theworldofmyth.com, and if you look, you'll find her in the horror section, and that's marked by Amber M. Simpson. And she has won Member of the Month. Votes were incredible this month. We uh, had a lot of traffic to the site. And commenting has come back, I see. And it was really good. I'm, I was I was thrilled. So, okay. Housekeeping. All of the 10 contestants that we have now have received an email about the next stage. Now, if you are a contestant and you didn't receive one... Um, then your email would read, would read, Welcome to the next round to Open Contract Challenge 2020. You all have proven that you can craft the written word and put together a fantastic pitch. Well, this round, you will now put your skill to the test. Read below for what is the next step in the contest. Also, remember that for up-to-date information, check out the World of Mythbits podcast. That's me! At, you know, the world of myth. Every Monday. All right, so quarterfinals. This is what you guys have to do in the quarterfinals. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Trying to get, see if I can get the um, 10 contestants up without actually having to find the picture I took on my phone of <laughs> the 10 contestants. Okay. 
So for the quarterfinals, the contestants will have four weeks to write or edit their first chapter of their book. For an art or comic book, submit the first five pages of the book to be reviewed. For poetry books, 10 will be required. Wait, will we, wait a minute. For poetry books, will be required to submit 20 poems. That was worded weird. Starting Wednesday, the 10th, and due July 1st. Once submitted, there is no turning back, so make sure it is exactly where you want it before sending your work in. Only five will move on from the semifinals. Good luck. And I am saying good luck to... Oh, good heavens, they're just giving me pictures. They're not giving me names. Okay. Here we go. Nope, I'm not going to remember the name. Oh, jeez. Not going to remember the names. I'm sorry, guys. It's not going to happen. I'm going to have to find the picture and then read the names. Because I know some and some of the um, contestants are new. So, because we opened up the contest this year to everybody, not just um, members of the world of myth. Okay, so, contestant one is Gabriella Balcom. Contestant two is Vincent May. Contestant three is J. Robert Bellamy. Contestant number four is Jason C. Wint. Contestant number five is Walter G. Esselman. Contestant number six is Christopher Bice. Contestant number seven is Doug Hawley. Contestant number eight, and I see, I still haven't been told if I'm pronouncing your last name wrong either, Doug. So, contestant number eight is Maggie D. Brace. Contestant number nine is Don Moltrup. Contestant number 10 is Matt Lucas. So, those are our 10 contestants. They know what they have to do. So, there we go. Get her done. Oh, Good grief. Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's been an interesting week for movies. Um, My nephews are at my sister's, my um, older nephews. I have three nephews and a niece. And they're all here. I got a fantastic picture today. I was so pleased. I got a picture with all three of my nephews and my niece. Um, So we've been watching a lot of movies in the evenings. And uh, like, well, either now that the pool is up and running... Um, and yes, you'll notice there was a pause because I happened to see a spot on the baseboard in the music room that I'm in that didn't have any paint. And it reminded me of this ginormous leather clad carrying six switchblade knives spider that was in the corner of my room last night. And I had to get a tall boy to come and kill it because my sister would not go near it because my sister has a phobia of spiders. (laughs) That's a story. You're going to get a few good stories on Lupus Bits this week, I tell you. Anyway. Um, oh, focus. What was, I, what was I talking about? Oh, my nephews are here. So we've been watching movies. And um, we're trying to watch stuff that, you know, starting that they can watch. So we watched, uh, we introduced them to Back to the Future. Because every kid should watch Back to the Future, the, the, the original, the first one. The other two are, eh. I know, give me the hate mail, go ahead. The other two are, eh. The original is the best. And every kid should watch Back to the Future. So we introduced um, my two nephews to Back to the Future. And then 
uh, last night we introduced, I can't remember the other movies that we've watched. Oh, we played a lot of games. We played um, Carcassonne. I don't know if you guys out there know what that is. Those of you that have a game store, like, you know, Kevin, (laughs) who might know what it is. Um, Mike, you might know. Jason, you might know. I know you guys listen. Uh, But anyway, it's a really fun game. I didn't think it was going to be fun because it's kind of, to me at first, it looked like it was something along the lines of Settlers of Catan, and, and I'm not... I, that's there's way too much thinking involved in that game for me to be interested. Um, I play a game for fun, not because I need to pay attention and think and strategize, which is why I don't play Risk. My oldest child happens to love Risk. I don't play it. So I watched them play a game of Carcassonne the one night, and I thought, well, that's, that doesn't seem too bad. You know, I mean, if my nine-year-old nephew can figure it out, I'm pretty sure I could get a handle on it. So when they played it the second time, I jumped in and played, and I didn't lose. I didn't win, but I didn't lose. Um, And that was fun. Wow, only eight minutes. Good grief, I'm going to run out of things. This might be a short podcast, folks. I'm going to run out of things to talk about. That's the problem with having two podcasts, is because now I have to kind of think, okay, what am I going to save for the other podcast? What am I going to use on this podcast? Um... And you might get abbreviated stories that you'll hear like in depth on the other podcast because, yeah, <laughs> some of the stories that I could share with you. I can't give you all the details on this podcast because they're just not magazine friendly. I'm sorry. I have a standard for this podcast. Anyway, so we've, after they go to bed, um, we're some of the adults that are here were not tired, so we watch another movie. And we've watched Jumanji, the second one, with um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and um, Jack Black and some other people were in it. <laughs> don't ask me their names. I'm not Googling it. I'm not going to tell you. I don't get paid to tell you, so I'm not going to tell you. Um, and it was really good. It was, I was surprised because the first Jumanji, I was like, yeah, okay, you know. But Robin Williams kind of made the movie. And obviously, he's not in the second one. So I was kind of, you know... Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. And then I was um, forced to watch the Blue Collar Comedy Tour because apparently it's a travesty that I haven't seen it. So I watched that. And again, I won't, don't tell anybody. And I, if you ask me this, I will deny it in public. Till I am blue in the face. I enjoyed it. It was funny. There are some things from it that I had seen before that um, I thought were funny. Yeah. And I do actually have taken a nickname from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour and given it to a friend of mine. He is now and forever will be known as Tater. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been a good week. We've had a lot of fun. Watched a lot of movies. Went, I've got, finally got the pool up and running. Yes, I'm standing outside now because, you know, I'm not at home. So I can't vape while I'm chatting with you. I have to step outside because I'm at my sister's. Which means now I have to drop my voice because now I'm outside. And it is a beautiful night here. It got a little chilly um, at night. It's dropped down to in the 60s. But it's getting up into the 80s during the day, and I've gotten some color. It's red, but, you know, it's a color. 
happens to pasty white Irish chicks. We go red. But I do have European heritage in me as well, so that red will eventually go brown. So we've been doing a lot of work. My uh, sister and brother-in-law are doing renos to um, build a mother-in-law suite in the basement for my mom. And uh, my brother-in-law's brother is here, so... Brother, yeah, my brother-in-law's brother is here doing all the work. So we've been working outside, and he's doing his thing and making a big mess. So there was this huge wood pile that we had to clean up. We cleaned that all up, and we did gardens, and my sister and I did two dump runs because, you know, we're girls, and we get to the dump, and we have help. <laughs> we have there's this, there's this guy at the dump, and I swear to God, he is 12 feet tall if he's an inch. He's huge. Like They grow them big down in, in southern Ontario. I tell you, no lies. And we go to the dump the first time, and uh, we have all the garbage cans full of construction and household junk. And we're, dump trying, to <laughs> we're trying to get them. We had help getting them into the trailer. And when we got to the dump, we realized we didn't have that help with us to get them out of the trailer. <laughs> So the two of us are struggling to because you have to lift them up over the side of the trailer. And I'm five foot three. I may have, you know, some fairly decent upper body strength, but I'm now trying to lift a garbage can above my head to get it out of the trailer. And my sister is, you know, twelve pounds soaking wet. She isn't she doesn't have a whole lot of upper body strength. I mean, she's strong. She's she's you know, strong like us, but she's tiny. So, you know, there's some things that she just can't do. So anyway, we're struggling with these bins, or with these garbage cans full of construction waste. And this tree comes walking over. Uh, big, blonde, blue-eyed tree. <laughs> I mean, he was all of like 12 years old. He was just, he's just a kid. But huge. And he comes over and he's, you know, chatting us up and, and, and watching us struggle with these. And I just kind of shot him a look. And he's like, oh, do you need some help? That would be great because, you know, you could put the bin on my head and it would still not be as tall as you are. You could do this. So he took the couple of the bins and <laughs> he threw them and we we're, were dumping them. And I had the last one. He's like, do you need help with that one? And I'm like, no, I can do it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a girl. I'm an independent girl. I can do it. So I get it over to the dumpster and I go to dump it in. And of course, you know, it's the one that didn't get the holes poked in the bottom of it. So it's got some kind of toxic waste sludge in the bottom and I whip it around trying to be all, you know, cool and shit and end up covered in this toxic waste ooze. And he laughed. So... I put the garbage cans in the trailer into Mimi. They've named it Mimi. Um, there's a story behind that. <laughs> anyway, so we head back to my sister's and then we had to do another dump run. Um, the next thing was the next day. We went back to the dump and um, we were taking more stuff, of course. And we get up there and we had shingles, which apparently have to go in a different spot. So we get up there and you meet the, you get in, you get on the scale. They weigh your vehicle and they send you in. Well, where all the household waste and the recycling and the construction waste and all that is, it's like this big turnabout and there's just dumpsters 
and there it's it's a pit on a hill and all the dumpsters are level with the road so you just kind of drive up and you dump your stuff and most people most normal people that drive a vehicle with a trailer attached to it to a dump will back the trailer up to the dumpster Unfortunately, my sister and I were not graced with the ability to back a trailer up attached to a vehicle. Nope, not going to happen. I've tried to do it. Um, When I was here in the fall, I think it was the fall. Yeah, when I was here, might have been fall. Might have been just before Christmas. Anyway, when I was here and life was still normal... Um, my brother-in-law's brother and I went to the Rona. And for those American people, no, it's not the virus. It is actually a hardware store. And I had to back the trailer into the garage. And he doesn't have driver's license, so I was driving. I had to back the trailer into the garage to get the bags of cement. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's not like it was a difficult turn or anything. It was just backing in and I couldn't do it. So I had to get out and I had to let him do it because I couldn't, I couldn't, I could, I tried for like five minutes. I couldn't, it's this whole, you steer the opposite direction of the direction you want the trailer to go. And it just, that just doesn't function in my brain. No, I mean, guys are used to doing the opposite of what they want to do to get the, the results that they want. Women are not. So, so I just, I could not, it, no, there was no wrapping my brain around it. There was no, it was not happening. So my sister and I cannot reverse a vehicle with a trailer attached to it. So she would kind of drive up beside the dumpster and we would dump the stuff in. So we get up there and our tree attendant, he's there and he sees us coming and he's kind of, he's looking at the vehicle like he almost remembers the vehicle and he rolls the window down and my sister looks at him and she's like, we're back. And he's kind of looking at us. I'm like, do you, said to my sister, do you realize how many people this guy probably sees in a day? And he pops his head down and he sees me and he's like, oh yeah, you were the guys with the icky bins. I'm like, oh so he does remember us. We're the girls with the toxic waste. <laughs> so we told him what we had. And he said that the shingles had to go somewhere else. Well, every, all of the dumpsters had guys backed up to them because guys can do that. So they're all backed up to the bins. And my sister and I couldn't drive up to where we wanted to. It would have been a long haul. We would have been sitting in the middle. So we decided to go get rid of the shingles first. And we get down there and we realize, oh dear. Again, we have these great big heavy garbage cans full of shingles that we had help putting into the trailer. We didn't actually put them in the trailer ourselves and our help is not with us. (laughs) So my sister grabbed one handle. I grabbed the other handle. We counted to three and hoisted it out. Now my sister is a good, I'd say three to four inches taller than I am. I am the shortest one out of my brother. My brother towers over the two of us. And then there's my sister and then me and then my mom. Um, So we get the shingles out and we're getting rid of the shingles. We get rid of the wood and um, the dead bird. We had a a fatality, flew into the window. Poor thing. 
and uh, we drive back up, and our, our tree sees us coming, and he's like doing the whole woohoo. So we get up there, and we get rid of all that stuff, and uh, we'll get the inside scoop at the dump. Don't come on Saturdays and Tuesdays, because Saturdays they're really, really busy, because obviously, you know, everybody's home. And Tuesdays they're really, really busy, because they're closed Sunday and Monday. So it was kind of cool. But we had fun, and we both did got into, back into the car and did the whole, yeah, we're girls, we can do it, high five in, and you know, all of that stuff. But uh, today, my my um, like the big thing that I tackled this this week was getting the pool up and running, and it all needed to be um, <clears throat> pressure washed inside. All the walls needed to be pressure washed. All the wood needed to be pressure washed. The floor needed to be pressure washed. Then the pool sides all needed to be scrubbed down. And then um, my brother-in-law put the chemicals in. And then it had to be vacuumed as, you know, the stuff that floats in the water died. But the pressure washing was the big chore. And let me tell you, it's not easy. It's not as easy as it looks. You don't just stand there, pull the trigger, and the water comes out, and you shoot it, and you're done. It's got some force to it. There's a little bit of kickback when you turn that thing on. (laughs) almost knocked me on my keister the first time because I was had it aimed at the wall so there was the impact of the hose actually engaging and then it hitting the wall and I wasn't quite braced for that um but that was a lot of fun getting that all pressure washed down now my brother-in-law did warn me he, he said you know you're going to get wet and it gets a little wet and it gets a little foggy and I'm thinking, it's ice cold water, for one. How is it going to get foggy in its ice cold water? There's no steam. Um, apparently, it creates quite a mist, and it does get foggy. <laughs> I had to stop a few times because I couldn't see. And my sister wanted me to wear a respirator and a, a face shield. And the respirator, it was kind of pointless because within minutes, the... Um, filters were soaking wet so I was breathing water anyway so the respirator lasted maybe five and a half minutes and uh, the face shield I didn't start out with the face shield because I was doing the walls and I'm thinking I don't need the face shield yeah whatever you know my face is getting a little damp not a problem a little little blowback but no big deal well then I got up on the ladder and I started doing the wood the ceiling and the corners and I got blasted in the face by this really icky water that <laughs> came off the wood walls. And I'm, I'm, I'm pressure washing all the mold that's grown over the winter. So, yeah, face shield came on real quick. And I also noticed, you know, while I'm doing the ceiling over top of my head and I'm looking up, it's all dripping into my eyes. So the face shield was, was, a, was a thing. I did wear the face shield, although I did have to keep stopping every five to ten minutes to... Uh, it needs to come equipped with a windshield. Somebody needs to invent windshield wipers for face shields. That would be great because I had to keep wiping it off because I could no, no longer see. And yes, I was soaked to the bone. I was chilled for two days. Even a hot shower did not... But the fun part about it was that my hands were ice cold. So I was running around the house touching everybody. <laughs> 
like, oh, you're chilly? Come here. And I would just grab like their arm or their leg or, you know, my nephews, I'd go up the back of their shirts and stick my cold hands on their back and watch them squirm. That's, that's always fun. <laughs> I'm like, I'm cold. Come here. <laughs> Warm me up. Um, so getting that up and running was really good because I wanted to get it done. We wanted um, the boys to be able to swim before they go home. So I busted my butt and I got worked on it like every day, all day for two days and uh, got it all cleaned up, all ready to go. And then today my big job was they have this huge glass sliding door and you have to keep one door cracked and the other door cracked to prevent moisture buildup inside because it gets really, really humid in this room, like sauna-like humid. So when they were doing the construction over the winter in that, boys being boys, decided to just rip the screen out of the frame instead of removing it properly. (laughs) And yes, I have actually, I, I bugged them about this for two days now, three days since we decided I was going to replace the screen for them. Um... So my brother-in-law went and bought aluminum screen. Now, if anybody has ever, if you've ever replaced the screen in, in a window or in a door, you know the difference between the regular nylon screen, the fiberglass screen, and the aluminum screen, and then there's the metal, the hard, thick metal crap. I refuse to work with that stuff. <laughs> I'll just wrap it around the frame and like staple it on or something. I won't actually put it in properly because it's a lot of work and there's clipping and bending and, you know, hurting and I have enough scars as it is. But he bought the um, aluminum. No, not the aluminum. Aluminum? Was it aluminum? Yeah, I think it was aluminum. Yeah, it was. It's metal. Anyway, looks like normal screen. Not quite normal screen. So... It's a little stiffer and a little harder to work with than your typical nylon fabric screen that most windows have. Um, I have some new... My my arm now looks like I have been attacked. I started out, I had one scratch that I got from the wood that we were moving. And then I got another scratch from more wood. And then I got another scratch from the fiberglass tonight. So... My arm now looks like I was in a knife fight and lost. (laughs) But anyway, I wanted to get all the spline put in and put the screening on so that we could keep the door open and not have, you know, little furry floaters in the pool in the morning. Um, I had all three sides done and dinner was ready. So I had to stop. Go and have dinner. I came back out. And then um, my brother-in-law's brother is telling me, I'll just leave it for tomorrow, I'll just leave it for tomorrow. And I'm like, there's one side. I can't. I can't just leave it. I'm one side and it's done. And then my brother-in-law comes down. Well, we're going to watch a movie in four minutes. Just leave it, just leave it, just leave it. No. <laughs> it's one. I mean, if I had maybe two sides or three sides, I might have left it. But I had one side left to do. I just, it would have drove me nuts. And I was losing daylight there's no light out in the pool, in the pool room right now. I have to, I don't know, I don't know, I don't do electricity, but it needs lights. So, I didn't want to lose the daylight and not have it done, because now that all that wood and everything is cleared away from the door, the little kids, like my, my youngest nephew, now can get into the pool. 
So we need a door on there so he can't get into the pool. Because, you know, we don't want him in the pool. He's two. <laughs> he can't be in there unattended. So I got it. I fought with it. Of course, it had to be the worst side out of all three of them. Had to give me the hardest time. And then about, I'd say, six inches before the end, all of a sudden it just started going in like butter. Just slipped right in. So nice. And I'm going along. I'm like, yeah, awesome. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. And I got two inches left. And it starts giving me a hard time again. I wanted to throw it in the pool. But I didn't. I got the screen in. And I thought the screen was the hard part until I decided I had to put the door back on. So I'm trying to put the door back on. And that door's been flipped upside down and backwards and this way and that way in 16 different directions. And I finally get it on. And it's there. And... Then I realized that the wheels aren't on the track on the bottom. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So, I'm trying to get the wheels on the track. I finally get the wheels on the track. I had to get a slide-out screwdriver. Get the wheels on the track. Well, now the door won't close properly. The top of the door is not lining up with the bottom of the door. I'm like, no, I made sure all the sides were even. Everything was normal. All the corners were flush. It was good. What is going on? And I realized I've got the door on upside down. So I have to take the door back off, flip it around. Now this door is five feet wide. Yeah, five feet, three inches wide. Because it goes from, well, it's about five feet wide. Because I have to stretch my arms out to hold it. And I'm five foot three, so it's about five feet wide. And it's a good seven feet tall. So imagine me, five foot three. And those of you that have met me know how short I am. Anybody who's looked at my Facebook and has seen me standing with Dave and Kevin know how short I am <laughs> trying to maneuver this five by seven foot door, screen door, to flip it back around upside down to make sure that the handle is actually on the door side and not the end, the bottom side, the other side. Yeah, that was fun. Good thing one swift wind had to come along and I would have been airborne. It would, it would have been not pretty. So I finally get it back on, and I realize that the wheels are not popping up onto the track. So I have to get the flathead screwdriver again, pop the wheels up into the bottom of the screen door so that they will actually jump onto the track. And yeah, once that happened, it closed nicely. It's great. <laughs> so yeah, there's now a screen door down there, and I heard some... Vicious rumors that there's more screens to do. Yay. Although, well, there isn't any screening left. There was only, only about enough screen to do that big door because that was kind of a necessity. So, But I will be spending the next um, three days, four days. What's tomorrow? Monday? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What's today? Okay, you guys are listening to this on Monday, so... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. For the next five days, writing about 40,000, 30,000 words. So, that'll be fun. Because I'm an idiot. But that's another story for another podcast. You know, my other podcast. You have to go check it out. Um, what else can I tell you guys? I got burnt to a crisp. I definitely have some color. Like I said outside, I have color. Red is a color. I did burn my back pretty bad, though. It's uh, it's sore to touch it in spots, and it's it's peeling. Um, 
my one nephew, my oldest nephew, he uh, keeps coming at me because he, he loves to peel dead skin. And he just, he wants to, he wants to peel it so bad, but I can't, I mean, I, I would let him, but I wouldn't have a problem with it at all, except where it's the best part to peel it is where it's the sorest. I mean, it's not like that burn that you touch and it, it stings when you touch it or something like that. No, this is like somebody punched me. It's bruised. Um, I'm just adding that to my list of injuries. My brother-in-law says I'm rivaling his brother for, uh, cuts and scrapes and injuries. Neither, apparently neither one of us are very coordinated, uh, <laughs> but you know, that happens. I'm the female version of him, apparently. Um, yeah, so I'm crispy, but I like it. It's good. And I'm enjoying the pool, and I'm enjoying my time down here. I've got about another... How long have I been here now? Two weeks? A week? It'll be two weeks on Thursday. Yes, yeah, so I've got about another week and a half before I have to go home and face reality. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I might never go home. Oh, that's for my other podcast. All that drama for the other podcast. But anyway. So, that's what's going on. That's what's been going on in my week. How has your week been? I hope you guys have been having a good week. Um, I can honestly say, I was out today because I had, like I said, I had to go to the Ronin. I had to, you know, make another stop. And it really didn't seem like there was a quarantine or a virus or anything. I mean, yeah, you see people going in and out of the stores with masks on, but, and you know, people lined up at the liquor store or at the beer store and they're lined up at Canadian Tire or they're lined up at the Home Depot or wherever. Um, I went to the Rona, so there was no lineup. I was lucky. But um, it's almost like life has, has kind of gotten back to normal. Um, there's a lot of people out, like a lot of cars out, a lot of people out walking and, you know, taking their kids to the parks and bike rides and just general busyness. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of stores open on the main street. I've only been driving up and down the main street, actually. I've stopped to see, but it's, there's, I'm not really noticing much of a difference here as I thought I would. I mean, at home, you can tell it's a ghost town. People don't go out much. Um, most of the stores downtown are closed. And I mean, that's due to the fact that they also have most of the main street ripped up because they're doing some rejuvenation project. I don't know. But most of the stores are closed. And I mean, we're only a small town of 17,000, but um, I'm not sure how many how many people Grimsby has. Might have more than I don't know. I have to look that up. I will make sure I have that information for you for next week. But uh yeah, it's it's a really busy little town for being quarantined and being so close to the border. It's a very busy little town. <laughs> There's lots of comings and goings and people and traffic. But uh yeah. I'm not really noticing much of a difference. So we took the kids to the park today, which is just down the street from my sister's and, you know, maintained our six foot difference, distance, difference, oh, good grief, distance. We were hunting frogs 
because uh, my brother-in-law found a turtle on his way home from work. So he brought it home so that he could show my youngest nephew um, all about the turtle and, you know, check it out, see a real turtle from the wild. And then he took it back to uh, the creek where he found it a couple of days later. And then yesterday they all walked to the park and found two frogs and uh, nice green frogs, like frog frogs. It was really cool. Brought them home so that they could check them out and look at them and watch them swim. They'd toad, they had a toad the day before. And toads don't swim. And uh, my one nephew, my middle nephew, had a hard time comprehending the fact that frogs like to swim. Frogs spend most of their time in the water. Toads don't because to him they look the same. So it was good for them to find the frogs yesterday because then he got to see that there is a difference um, and especially in how they swim and how they look, how the, their mannerisms, their behavior, their habitats. Like we looked all that stuff. It was kind of like a impromptu science lesson. So um, they brought home the two frogs yesterday. Well, today we had to take them back. They had to go back to the creek. So we put them in a diaper box because <laughs> they didn't want to carry the great big bin they had. So we put them in a Huggies diaper box and off we went all of us, and uh, we, they released the frogs back into the creek so that they could go and have something to eat and, you know, go home. And then they, they had seen a turtle yesterday when they were there. So they wanted to find the turtle and bring him home for a day and hang out with them and whatever, because he was smaller than the one that my brother-in-law had brought home, who was not happy about being in the bin that he was in, and he kept trying to get out. He did escape once, I think. But um, we we went from one end of the creek, well, on this side of the road anyway, from one end of the creek culvert all the way to the fence at the other end. And you can't get past the fence. Past that is all marshland and uh, protected, so we couldn't get in there. But we couldn't find the turtle. Found another frog, but we left the frog there. We didn't need to bring home any more frogs. Um... But they had fun. My sister had gone to the dollar store and, and she got butterfly nets. So they were catching frogs in butterfly nets. But, you know, they worked. They were neon pink. So here's three boys running up and down the creek with neon pink butterfly nets catching frogs. You know? But uh, they had a good time. And it was a good walk. And we got to spend some time with my sister and had fun. So, yeah. It was good. My, nephew, my oldest nephew's birthday's coming up. He's turning 12. It still it boggles my mind that he's turning 12. Good Lord. They're getting too old. So, I got to talk to my granddaughter today. My daughter went to Barry to, uh, to their house. And she Facebook chatted me. So, all of a sudden, this, this adorable little face pops up into the screen in front of me. And she's like, hi, Emma. It's your sweet girl. And I'm like, I know who it is. I'm aware. I love you. <laughs> but I was sitting in front of the store and on my data. So I'm like, I'm, I can't talk right now. I've got to go. So, um, yeah, that was, that was my week. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to end this. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say. I'm having a hard time concentrating because I'm really tired and my back's really sore. It was a long day. Um, so those are our 10 contestants. I ran through the names of them for you. I'm don't ask me to do it again because I put the picture away, I do believe. 
And if you haven't received an email and you are one of the 10 contestants, get a hold of Dave and let him know. And uh, your criteria is... I'll just run through it one more time. You will have four weeks to write or edit the first chapter of your book. If it's an art or comic book, you have to submit the first five pages of that book. For poetry, you will be required to submit 20 poems. And that is all starting as of Wednesday the 10th and is due July 1st. Canada Day! I'm not working that day, Dave. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can have the 4th of July off. I get the 1st of July off. Now remember, once you have submitted your work, there is no turning back. Make sure what you submit is exactly what you want us to see. Okay. And then only five from there will move on. So only five from the ten will move on. So it's game on, folks. Um, I I missed that message. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so uh, I want to say a thank you um, for you all being so kind and checking out Lupa's Bits. And there will be another one. There will be one every week until you tell me to shut the hell up. And I will continue on with the World of Myth Bits. And hopefully we'll get this whole story thing all sorted. Because I need to start writing stuff down. See, you know what I have to? You know, you've all made me have to actually have like a program scheduled out. I'm not sure I like that idea. Anyway, alright, so congratulations to Amber M. Simpson for winning member of the month with her story marked that will come out um tomorrow on the facebook page and don't forget that we are still doing the daily stories so check those out and those seem to be doing really well and uh go to www.theworldofmyth.com to check out everybody's stories and poetry and artwork and you can find us on Facebook at the World of Myth Magazine and the World of Myth Bits. And you can find me at author Stephanie Barty. You can find us on Twitter at the World of Myth Magazine, the World of Myth Bits, and me, Lupa B. You can also find us on Instagram at Open Contract Challenge and me, Stephanie Barty Author. Or it's the other way around for Facebook and you. You guys know the drill. And you can also find me over on TikTok at Lady Lou Who. So I will talk to you guys all next week. I hope you have an awesome week. And if you have any suggestions, comments, queries, criticisms, whatever, just send them on over. Get a hold of me on Facebook. Send me a message on Facebook. Send me an email and I will check it out. But remember what I told you. If you're going to be nasty, I am going to call you out by name. And uh, if you put anonymous, I will find you. (laughs) Because if you're sending me something, just remember, if you're going to put anonymous, I've probably edited your stuff at some point in time. And I will know who you are. All right. That's it for me this week, guys. I will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. See ya. The world of myth bits.